A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Sponsored by the U.S. and Wisconsin DOTs. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Five minutes after five o'clock as we start off on a Thursday morning. How are you doing, everybody? I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Along with you before six o'clock, we'll find Zach Bowers with Rice Dairy down in Chicago. Yesterday, World Ag Supply Demand Report did not disappoint as far as the numbers were concerned, but the trend that the market assumed after those numbers, that was a little bit different. We're going to talk with Zach about that when he joins us live at about 545. Wisconsin farmers are not the only only ones getting financial assistance because of COVID-19. Our USDA rural development programs have also gotten financial infusions to try to help rural communities as they deal with COVID-19. Summer intern Emma Jorgensen got a chance to visit with our state director, Frank Frasetto, and she'll join us after 5.30 with a financial update on that. Weather-wise, what can you expect today? Well, it's going to be a little warmer today than it was yesterday. Sunshine, 85 are expected. High. Now they're saying we're going to stay dry until at least Saturday. Tomorrow, 86. Saturday, we drop back to about 80 degrees. Stumacher, ag meteorologist, has weather details in just a moment. And one item I'm going to talk and tease him about is yesterday they had the Wisconsin State Fair Cream Puff drive through experience in Verona at Festival Foods. And Emma and I pre ordered some not only State Fair Cream Puffs, but also the State Fair Brownies. And boy, we were not disappointed. We had to wait in line a little bit, but it just shows how much people miss the taste of summer. And if you can only get it through a drive-up experience, that was how we did it yesterday. Now, don't forget, today is another Wisconsin State Fair drive-through fair drive-through experience at State Fair Park in West Dallas, starting this afternoon, giving you a chance at a little summertime taste if you're going to be in the area. Anyhow, I'm going to poke Stu about that coming up in about 15 minutes. Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to Cleary Building Corporation. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Equity Livestock Co-op. Marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at wfbf.com. Keep up with Pam on social media. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter and at midwestfarmreport.com. The show will go on. Not only did we have a pandemic, but the Wisconsin Livestock Expo also saw quite the weather system move through earlier in the week from the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse. I'm Caitlin Riley. And Pam, you've had a chance to chat with some of those organizers of the show. How's it been going and what does this mean for our exhibitors who get a second chance? Right, Caitlin. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Actually, Josh Scramlin and myself have both been talking with multiple folks connected with this Wisconsin Livestock Expo. Uh, It is the step-in for the Wisconsin State Fair Livestock Exhibits. And uh, Mia Beyer is one of the Expo Committee members that got started on this very early in the process. So early, in fact, that they actually kept the faith that the Wisconsin State Fair was going to go on in some way, shape, or form. But she admits, minus the cotton candy, Minus the carnival, uh, the Wisconsin Livestock Expo is a show they really wish, wish would not have had to happen. 
essentially the Wisconsin Livestock Expo is a replacement show for Wisconsin State Fair. Um, we started months ago in the planning in hopes that we would honestly never have to get to where we are right now, that we would never actually have to host the show. But um, with the, the pandemic and everything going on, we knew that there was a, a good chance that Wisconsin State Fair may not happen. And we really wanted to give the youth, um, you know, a chance to exhibit their livestock. And so that's why our committee, um, a few came together, started talking um, and came up with a, a plan, like I said, that we hoped we were never going to have to execute. Um, but we are, and we're ready. Um, you know, we're going to have a, a, a great show and exhibit um, the youth livestock, um, you know, that's here in Wisconsin. So we're really excited about that. And then these dates that you settled on, August 9th through the 14th, why exactly did you pick those dates in particular? Essentially, we tried to keep things as close to state fair as we possibly could as far as, like, rules. Um, followed a lot of the rules that state fair already had into place as far as, like, age-wise, um, their age requirements, um, you know, that animals had to have DNA already submitted for our market animals. Um, you know, if um, we didn't want, we didn't want some kids to have to, you know, think they had to go out and, oh, there's going to be this new show now. I'm going to go buy this beer from, you know, who knows where it's a show. We wanted to make sure these were projects that kids had been working on and getting ready for state fair. And so that's, that's kind of how it all started. Right. And it's just Wisconsin kids that can show, right? So kids from Illinois or Iowa can't come up and show. Correct. It is it is a Wisconsin show, same rules as state fair, so Wisconsin only. Okay, perfect. Uh, and then remind me, Mia, what species are you guys having at the show? So we are going to have um, the cattle show. Um, so we'll have steers and heifers exhibiting. Um as far as sheep, we're going to have market lambs, commercially used and breeding sheep. And then um, hogs, we'll have market barrel show and a guilt show. And then we will have showmanship for all three species as well. So the kids will not only get a chance to exhibit their animals in their appropriate classes, but they'll also get a chance to participate in showmanship, just like if they would have been at State Fair. I love it. Uh, so what did, uh, based on the info that you have right now when we're talking, what did the registration numbers look like? So we, we ended up with a total of 670 exhibitors entered for the Wisconsin Livestock Expo. And if we break it down, um, it's about 630 hogs, about 375 lambs, and about 325 head of cattle. So um, just really excited about our number of entries that we had. So really makes for a great expo. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I that kind of... It, did that exceed your expectations? Um, you know, I think we were really hoping that we were going to meet the mark on, like, what State Fair normally had. But, of course, you know, in, in this time and everything, so much uncertainty, I mean, we really weren't sure. And so, I mean, we were we are super excited, super happy to have this many entries. Um, so, yeah, we're really looking forward to the week. Okay, so walk me through some of the things that you guys have had to kind of jump through to get things rolling. Because this is this show is – it's had to have been quite the undertaking. Yeah, a huge undertaking to put this show on. Um, you know, I mean, I think we have a really great executive committee in the fact that, um, you know, we all bring a little bit of something different to the table. Um, you know, we have a lot of livestock experience just, you know, between all the people on the committee as far as, like, showing. We have people who have judged shows. 
We have people who um, design websites. We have people who do awards. Um, you know, so, I mean, we just have a really great group of people. And I think, you know, right from the get-go, our common goal was we wanted to put on a show for the kids, something that they were going to be excited about um, in the event that State Fair would get canceled. So, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of hoops to, to jump through. And number one is, you know, we have a large number of exhibitors, a large number of animals. And where are we going to hold that show? And so that was one, probably our, our first thing, you know, that we really had to solidify was, you know, we needed to find a location, um, a location that would, number one, be something that we could financially afford to to go to. Number two, um, you know, would they allow us to come with the pandemic, with everything going on? You know, would they be willing to take on uh, something of a show of this size, you know, happening at their location? So, I mean, we made lots of calls. Um, did lots of visits, and, you know, we came up with Racine County. And um, I will say, you know, a lot of the grounds, different fairgrounds and locations we talked to, um, you know, they were all very willing to listen. They some A lot of them just couldn't make it happen. And, and luckily Racine, um, you know, everybody on their fair board, um, they've just been so awesome to work with. They were so excited when we approached them. They've just, I, I can't say enough good things about them and, um, you know, the way that they've been helping us to make this show happen. Really excited that we're going to have it at the Racine County Fairgrounds. A big thank you to them. Yeah, and let's talk about what the show's going to physically look like because I, I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to get to the whole, you know, there, there's got to be social distancing. Is there masks? Is there no masks? Because I have been to some other livestock shows this year and everybody's handling it differently. But physically, what what is your layout going to be like? Well, this is a show from your trailer type of show, so it won't be your typical, you know, go to the fair and see everybody stalled in the barns with their animals. And, you know, and, and one of the reasons is, of course, to promote the social distancing. So when um, when the exhibitors come, um, they're going to be, their trailer will be parked after they check in, and they're going to be given, you know, a, a certain area. And, you know, we're really encouraging people to um, just, you know, kind of stay in that area, um, you know, to promote that social distancing. So we'll have that. Um, another thing we're doing is species are coming in and out. We're not going to have all the cattle, hogs, and sheep there all week like you would see if you went to State Fair. We're starting our week with uh, the cattle shows, with the steers and the heifers. Then we'll move into the lambs, and then we'll finish out our week with the hog show. Um, so, and, you know, we're going to have a lot of... Um, Coming and going, I guess you could say. So, you know, cattle coming in, showing for two days and coming out, sheep coming in and, and leaving and, and hogs. And so we kind of had to um, put together a schedule that would allow for um, smaller groups at one time. And um, not every species could be there all at the same time. So that's definitely different than what a typical state fair or typical show would look like. I mean, when you're outside, you're not... You know, and socially distanced, we, you know, you're not going to be required to wear a mask. We're still working on some logistics as far as exhibitors inside the show ring. Um, but if you have a mask, please bring your mask along. <laughs> so or have a mask with you um, because, you know, we do have certain rules that we have to follow. And we're going to be continually updating our Facebook page and, you know, sending out um, messages, you know, updating our mask policy. And then just a couple more things. There's no sale, right? There is no sale. Nope, there is no sale. Um, 
the Governor's Blue Ribbon Committee, they are sponsoring our Showmanship um, Division Awards, which we're very thankful for, but there is not going to be a sale like there would typically be at State Fair. Okay. And then are there premiums? There will be. Um, Yes, there are premiums. Um, We have some really great awards. We have been super lucky as far as sponsorships have gone. Um, And so we will have awards. We will also have... um, premiums for class winners, for breed champions, as well as we're doing a top 10 market animal in each species and a top five breeding in each species as well. Um, We are not releasing what the amounts are just yet. Um, We're still working on on a few last-minute details, but I think when everyone finds out what we're going to be um, giving out for premiums, I think everyone will be pleasantly surprised. I know we are surprised just as a committee what we're going to be able to do, and we're really excited when we get to make that announcement. Okay, well, that's cool. Well, that's good news. For me, this week is kind of bittersweet because this would be the week of the Wisconsin State Fair. Does it have a bittersweet feeling, even though you were able to put the show on, and and I applaud you guys for doing it, and the numbers were great, and it gives the kids somewhere to show, but... It, it is sad that the state fair is not happening. Oh, definitely. I, I definitely agree that it, it's a bittersweet. Like I had said earlier, you know, we had really hoped that this week was never going to happen as far as we were never going to have to execute the plans for this show. Um, we really wanted the kids to have their true state fair experience, you know, everything from riding the sky glider and, you know, eating their pork chop sandwich to um, just, you know, the whole the whole atmosphere of the state fair and what it what it just brings to the whole experience. And so it, it definitely, we're definitely sad that that's not happening, but at the same time, so excited um, for what the week will bring and for the expo itself. All right, Mia Byer, she is on the executive board of the first ever Wisconsin Livestock Expo. It's happening this week, going from the 9th to the 14th at the Racing County Fairgrounds in Union Grove. Now, this show is serving as a replacement show for the youth exhibitors that lost the Wisconsin State Fair. Normally, the State Fair would be happening this week, but i got to give it to them for ingenuity. So, as the organizers say, hopefully it is the first and the only Wisconsin Livestock Expo. We'll keep you updated at MidwestFarmReport.com. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. What weather is in store for the Midwest today? Stay tuned as ag meteorologist Stu Muck gives you the latest forecast in just moments. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I-39 Supply. Over 200 trailers in stock for work or play and complete trailer service to minimize downtime, plus a huge inventory of trailer parts. I-39 Supply. Trailer service and more. I-39Supply.com. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. To all those homebound heroes out there, if you need help protecting your home from flood season, Xander Solutions is here to help. They'll make sure your home is sealed, safe, and ready for the rain to come. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Xander Solutions today. A trusting family gives its members the support they need to make it through life. You could say the same about Compel Consulting. They're your most trusted provider of computer services, combining personalized service with affordable solutions for business owners right here in Madison. And they respond to their customers' computer problems within 60 minutes or less. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 521 now running a little late on a Thursday morning, but time to check in on what's coming our way weather-wise. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us. So I can already feel the stickiness outside today. Yeah, it's happening. The moisture's building in, Pam. The humidity is rising, and it's feeding into some rain. Now, a warm front is still out to our west and south. Still not a big deal, but there has been some rain through the nighttime. In fact, right about that Highway 29 corridor north, there are showers. There's some thunderstorm activity west of Wausau this morning. All of that stays off to the north today, but the moisture still builds in. We are going to feel it be a bit warmer and a bit more humid. A cool front will finally start to wedge on in, and my expectation would be late Friday or Friday night, La Crosse, Boston, western Wisconsin start to see some rain. The rain chance builds in for Saturday. Not quite a big deal. I'll have forecast details right after this. Being a member owner pays at Compure Financial. As a farm credit cooperative, Compure's member owners share in the profits, and this year member owners will receive $177 million back in patronage. Talk with your local Compure team to learn how the patronage program helps member owners reinvest in their operations and local communities. Learn more at Compure.com backslash patronage. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions, and payments remains at the discretion of the board directors based on a combination of factors including the risk in portfolio earnings and current capital position. All right, 523. Go ahead, Stu. Let's have that forecast. All right, with the warm front moving in and the cool front still out to the west, another very sunny day today, mid and upper 80s, and it will feel more humid. Southeast winds only about 5. Generally clear skies in the nighttime, very low 60s. Southeast winds about 5. Mostly sunny Friday, like I said, lacrosse, even Boston, a small chance of a shower by late day Friday. Mid and upper 80s once again for Friday. Southeast winds at 5. That rain chance then overnight. Lacrosse, Boston into Saturday. More partly sunny skies. Some afternoon showers and thunderstorms in the east and south. That's Madison, Beaver Dam, and Oshkosh and Fond du Lac. Rainfall amounts, I'd say, from Friday night to Saturday at Lacrosse could be a quarter inch or a bit more. You know, a tenth of an inch to a quarter in the south even on Saturday. The rain should end into Sunday, and then we cool down a little bit for early next week, Pam. That may be the best news. Still about normal Sunday temperature-wise, around 80 or so, but in the 70s as we look toward Monday through Wednesday, Thursday next week. Not as humid, sounds a whole lot more comfortable. Yeah, very true, very true. I got to tell you, I was really comfortable yesterday in line, Wisconsin State Fair Cream Puffs. They had them. Oh, see, I knew I'd get you. I tell you, your brother from another mother absolutely felt like a kid again, laying his lips on one of the cream puffs, and they tasted just like what you get at the Wisconsin State Fair. So 
Did you have the bucket of water to wash him off? <laughs> that mustache? Well, it's kind of gray to begin with, but boy, she was really powdery white yesterday after the cream puff, for sure. <laughs> All right, man, we'll catch you in tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. All right, see ya. Yep, Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. And uh, right now around the state, lacrosse, you're partly cloudy in 68. Mauston, clear in 61. Fond du Lac, clear in 57. Beaver Dam, clear in 57. Madison at the airport, currently sitting at uh, clear skies with 63 degrees. Summer intern Emma Jorgensen joins us after 5.30. The director of USDA's Rural Development Office in Stevens Point picked up some COVID monies. What's their, what are they using it for? She'll tell us. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Buy direct from the manufacturer and start saving on your fuel storage costs. 1,000-gallon and 550-gallon fuel tanks are in stock at USEMCO, built Wisconsin Tough in Toma. Sandblasted and urethane-coated prevents rusting and wear and tear. Plus, they come with a full factory warranty. A tough tank for a soft price from USEMCO. Visit usemco.com and click on fuel tanks. Save on your fuel storage costs with the Wisconsin company always looking after you. Visit usemco.com. With Johnson Tractor's brand new Case IH online parts store, you can order from your computer or your mobile device. Sign up for an account with Johnson Tractor and get free shipping on your first order. Johnson Tractor's Case IH online parts store is open for business 24-7, 365 days a year. Just log on at johnsontractor.com and click on the online parts store tab. Visit the brand new Case IH online parts store at johnsontractor.com. Johnson Tractor, from land to lawn. It's been 65 years since Blaine's Farm and Fleet opened its doors, supplying feed, farm supplies, hardware, and auto parts at low prices to our customers. Today, we continue these traditions, offering brand-name products at everyday low prices. Make sure your equipment has the best products to keep it moving along this summer, like Shell Rotella T 15W40 Diesel Oil, just $46.99 after $20 mail-in rebate. Remove grease, brake dust, brake fluids, and oils from your brakes with Brake Clean Pro Series Non-Chlorinated Brake Cleaner or Non-Flammable Brake cleaner your choice $2.99 save $50 on a delta 100 gallon l-shaped transfer tank regularly $399.99 now just $349.99 and pick up a five gallon bucket of mobile delvac 1300 diesel oil just $42.99 after $24 mail-in rebate plus check out these great doorbuster values 50 pound bags of farm and fleet performance dog food or 40 pound bags of farm and fleet original cat food your choice $19.99 that's genuine value from blaine's farm and fleet let our family help your family. You deserve the last word. This is Pete Gunderson of Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care. You want the last word to say exactly what you want to say. At Gunderson, we'll discuss a variety of affordable options that you can easily prearrange with us. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson Funeral You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin-type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines, as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler, like Restylane Lift, is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. 
The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Be the light. That's my motto. Hi, I'm Scott, proud employee with EverReady Electric for over 20 years. We want you. Yes, you. We're hiring for journeymen or master electricians. Full-time with a hiring bonus of $1,500. Why? Well, we get that transitioning from one job to another has costs. And we're here to support you in a new comfort zone. Join our team and apply online. Or call and ask for Linda. She'll amp you up. We're ever ready. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Big Ten football buddies uh, throwing the towel. They're done. What was your initial reaction? Disappointment, obviously. Yeah, football is such a big part of everything that we do, and such a big part of Wisconsin. And to not have it for the first time since 1888 is going to be a bit surreal and disappointing. Was the first reaction, but anger is also probably in there as well. Anger, uh, because there's there's no reason we shouldn't be playing football this season if we had all done what we needed to do. But it is what it is, and here we are. Uh, done what we needed to do. I would say these presidents and athletic directors had almost six months, and I don't hear. So they can still practice, though. Well, I mean, they could still do what they've been doing here these last few weeks. Hasn't is, that been working though? Has have how many positive tests have they had? What then they get some initial one for uh, intake when they first came back to campus? I think that I off the top of my head, I think total, and this wasn't just this wasn't football players. This was total athletes at Wisconsin. I believe it was twenty six since June. Uh, whatever it was, June 8th, I think, is when they came back. So it was 26 as of a couple of weeks ago. And so, yeah, obviously what they were doing was working. Um, but obviously they're going to be bringing, uh, enter, or, uh, introducing a whole bunch more students into the mix here in a little bit. And uh, I don't know necessarily if it was just a Wisconsin thing, but I think it was some of the medical experts weren't comfortable with it. And, you know, I guess the frustrating thing is that the medical experts – for the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are seeing one thing, and the medical experts for the SEC and the ACC are seeing something else. That's what blows my mind. Uh, that's what, that's the part it, that blows my but mind. To be, but to be fair, that's kind of what this whole last five months has been, is one side saying one thing and another side saying another thing and not being able to come to a consensus on anything. And we end up in we, where we are, where we just, you know, and I guess not even limbo. We, we finally got an answer yesterday, but... 
that that is uh, obviously concerning, but that's also that's also medicine. You know, not everyone's going to. It's why you get second opinions on on things when you go to a doctor and they don't necessarily agree with what one doctor says. You go and see another doctor to see if they say the same thing. And that's you know, Wisconsin's doctors, not Wisconsin doctors, but the Big Ten's medical experts and everything were, uh, I guess, firmly but firmly saying that they don't think it could be done. So that's, um, I would love to know who the doctors are that Nebraska has. As Nebraska, Scott Frost has come out to say that they're very disappointed with the decision by the Big Ten to postpone it. And they say uh, safety comes first, and based on the conversation with our medical experts, we continue to strongly believe that the absolute safest place for our student-athletes is within the rigorous safety protocols, the testing procedures, and the structure and support provided by Husker Athletics. And then they continue saying, we'll continue to consult with our medical experts and evaluate the situations, but we remain as possible that we want to play and we're ready to play. I think it's safe to say that Nebraska, of the 14 universities, uh, in terms of their their academic uh, standing, would probably be the lowest. So I'm not necessarily sure that <laughs> we should be believing their doctors. But no, I'm, I'm joking, of course. But it, uh, that's not going to change. Like, they're not sending kids home. All those kids are still going to be there. Uh, and they're not going to be. They're going to be going through similar protocols, like still still going through the testing and all that type of stuff. They're just not going to be playing games on Saturdays, which you know is uh, I think probably difficult for people to understand, including myself. Why are you going to continue to go ahead and do all this stuff, but not actually end up playing games? I, I get I get though, like the travel and everything that that comes along with playing college football, and I think that was probably something they were scared of, along with this, these these new reports of uh, the, the issues with um, myocarditis and. The, uh, the heart issue, the heart, right? The, the heart issue that, you know, 10 players, I believe it was, in the Big Ten already uh, have tested positive for that, for having that that uh, that uh, issue. So there's a lot of things that um, I think common people like myself don't necessarily understand when it comes to the medical aspect of it, but yeah, that's why you have to lean on your medical experts. And, we'll, and the Big Ten, the Pac-12 are. Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. Zach, let me ask you, so uh, speaking of Nebraska and uh, Iowa, is another, you know, I think when that initial vote came out on Monday, it was, what, two schools said they wanted to continue on, and I do believe it was Nebraska and Iowa. Nebraska still holding firm. Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, coming out yesterday, and he didn't say it, but he kind of made it clear it was not a unanimous vote to cancel the season, right? Right, yeah. No, I mean, he, he didn't want to talk about whether it was unanimous or not, but all we need to do is look at the response from Nebraska to show that it, it wasn't, right? I mean, they, they clearly think that they should be playing this fall, and, and they even said that we would continue to look into places uh, to, to, to try and do so. Later in the night, though, I think Yahoo spoke with Kevin Warren, asked him straight up, and said, you know, if Nebraska wants to go outside and play somebody else, what well, can they? And he goes, not as a member of the Big Ten. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Alrighty, now, 5.35 on a Thursday morning and up before 6 o'clock, Zach Bowers from Rice Dairy down in Chicago is going to be joining us live. Uh, yesterday was the big World Ag Supply Demand Report, and uh, now we've got to kind of discuss the numbers. What I thought was interesting is, although the numbers were big as far as uh, where we're going with the 2020 crop, uh, we saw some buying. It was kind of like, sell the rumor, buy the fact yesterday. 
yesterday. We'll talk with Zach about that and our dairy trends in just a moment. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. So today, the 13th day of August. What can I tell you? On this day back in 1961, construction of the Berlin Wall started. Remember, that was the wall that divided West Berlin from East Berlin, and it basically was built by the German Democratic Republic or East Germany at that time. On this day in 1918, the very first woman enlisted in the United States Marines. Her name was Opa May Johnson. She was assigned desk duty at the Marine Corps headquarters in Arlington, Virginia, on this day back in 1918. On this day in Wisconsin, uh, there was a freight train down in Janesville that derailed. It happened in 1936. 18 cars, 13 of them oil tankers, uh, off the track and burned. And on this day in 1965, the Milwaukee Brewers Baseball Club applied for a National League franchise. And now you know. All right, let's talk a little bit about what you may not know when it comes to all the COVID money that's been coming from the federal government. Of course, we focus in a lot of our attention on monies that are available to our Wisconsin farmers, be it federal or be it state. What you may not realize is the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Rural Development Group in the state also received COVID financing to help our rural communities in these difficult times. Frank Frasetto is our state director at USDA's Rural Development Office in Stevens Point. He talked with our own Emma Jorgensen yesterday. There has been $866,000 invested in Wisconsin to help rural businesses create jobs. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Emma Jorgensen. Frank Frasetto, the state director for USDA Rural Development in Wisconsin, tells me a little bit about the rural business development grants due and how much money has been given out through this grant recently. Sure. Uh, The Rural Business Development Grant is a program that helps partner agencies work with rural development as that uh, entity providing technical assistance, job training, mentoring, and any other type of uh, business support service that worked with a total of nine additional stakeholders out there, apologize for that, um, who all total received $886,000 of Wisconsin USDA Rural Development Investments. Wow, and how far-reaching is that money going throughout Wisconsin? Well, as I was looking at the list, it's rather interesting because depending on the partner stakeholder, their application could be very local, uh, like the uh, uh, Wisconsin border regions. They were looking at providing training and and assistance in the Whitewater area. Uh, Then you have the Wisconsin Community Action uh, Partners who also are in partnership with other Wisconsin Community Action folks, and they're providing assistance in 26 other counties. Then you have uh, NUCAP. Their their service area is a large um, geographic area up in the northeastern part of Wisconsin. So it really, I'm just trying to give you a couple of examples where it's a very wide-reaching uh, but it, and it could, but it could be very narrow, and it all depends on the organization's 
and their application and what it is they specifically want to do with the grants that are provided to them. And oftentimes, they're on the ground. They know their communities very well. So uh, when they put together their application, uh, we know for the most part that all these organizations, stakeholders, have been around for a while. They're very experienced. And, in fact, that's part of the application process when we score them is, you know, have you been successful in the past in providing these type of services? Uh, do you have a lot of experience? And so a lot of those factors uh, go into the, the uh, application that they have to articulate and communicate that to us. And then we, of course, score them and try to, to do the best we can in picking out uh, the awardees who are um, at least desirable uh, partners. How soon do you anticipate this money being put into action into rural communities? Well, uh, when the grants are announced, then, you know, we do the administrative work uh, that has to put the parameters around um, uh, the particular details that are in the application. So we do make sure that that we stay in communication and that that we're following the progress. Uh, But each grantee has a plan of action and each one can vary depending upon the scope of the project. But typically, uh, as soon as we get all the paperwork done and get ready to go, uh, the grant period is about a year. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Is there anything that you want to leave as a lasting note? Well, I, I do want to make sure that uh, everybody in rural Wisconsin understands that uh, I take a lot of pride in rural Wisconsin communities as the leader of Wisconsin's rural development. And I can assure you that, uh, you know, the almost 70 people that work in our uh, agency have the very same uh, love of rural Wisconsin. And because we know that we're home to some of the strongest, smartest, hardworking, and capable people in the country. And I also want to make sure uh, that of the Make sure that your listeners or, or readers know uh, that year-to-date in Wisconsin, rural development has invested $430 million in all of our programs, whether it's the community programs, housing, uh, business, you name it. We have many programs, but $430 million leveraged with state and local resources turns out to be a lot of investment in Wisconsin. And frankly, uh, under the leadership of this administration and the Secretary of Purdue, we're committed to being a strong partner to rural communities and their leaders because we know when rural America thrives, all of America thrives. That was Frank Brissetto, the State Director for USDA Rural Development in Wisconsin. If you want to learn more about the grants that were given out through this program, visit the MidwestFarmReport.com. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Emma Jorgensen. Being a member owner pays at Compure Financial. As a farm credit cooperative, Compure's member owners share in the profits, and this year member owners will receive $177 million back in patronage. Talk with your local Compure team to learn how the patronage program helps member owners reinvest in their operations and local communities. Learn more at Compure.com backslash patronage. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Patronage allocations, redemptions, and payments remains at the discretion of the board directors based on a combination of factors including the risk in portfolio, earnings, and current capital position. Ah! Uh-huh.
If we all go in on energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for some big rewards. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. 544 on the clock. Coming up in just a moment, Zach Bowers from Rice Dairy down in Chicago. So he'll discuss all the world's ag supply demand numbers from yesterday. Bottom line is, this is going to be a big corn, a big soybean crop, but we have seen improved conditions as far as the export scene is concerned. Like I said, Zach will be talking more about that in just a moment. We're holding on overnight. Yesterday, they kind of coined the phrase, sell the rumor by the fact, because even despite big numbers in the World Ag Supply Demand Report, right after the numbers were released, our corn and beans started gaining ground, and they're continuing to hold their own overnight. December corn's up four and a half at 331 and three quarters. November beans are up nearly seven cents right now, 889 and three quarters. September wheat, penny and a quarter higher at 492 and a half. July new crop wheat up a penny and three quarters at 518 and three quarters. Barrel cheese yesterday gained two cents to a dollar forty six and a half on thirteen trades. Forty pound block cheese up two and a half at one sixty and a half on four trades. Double A butter was a soft commodity yesterday, dropping four and three quarter cents to one forty seven and a half per pound on nine trades. In overnight activity, fluid milk for September unchanged sixteen twenty nine a hundredweight. October milk is up a dime at sixteen ninety two. November closed seven cents stronger at sixteen seventy two a hundredweight. So that's where the numbers stand so far on a Thursday morning. Up next, a better breakdown on the World Ag Supply Demand Report. And remember, that also included dairy projections. Zach Bowers from Rice Dairy down in Chicago joining us live via Skype next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's been 65 years since Blaine's Farm and Fleet opened its doors, supplying feed, farm supplies, hardware, and auto parts at low prices to our customers. Today, we continue these traditions, offering brand-name products at everyday low prices. Be safe on the roads this summer and save $5 on a new Blaine's Farm and Fleet Platinum Battery with 7-year warranty. And remember, Blaine's Farm and Fleet offers free battery checks in our Automotive Service Center for your convenience. Save $30 on a Lincoln 12-volt lithium-ion power Luber, regularly $199.99, now $169.99. And pick up a 5-gallon bucket of Valvoline Premium Blue 15W40 oil, just $42.99 after $24 mail-in rebate. Keep your equipment running longer and stronger with Clean Def Diesel Exhaust Fluid, a 55-gallon drum, just $139.99. Plus, check out this great doorbuster value. 50-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Performance Dog or 40-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Original Cat Food, your choice, $19.99. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. It's time for our whole community to come together. And what better way to do it than by joining in with Try for School's Unstoppable Communities Race, August 22nd and 23rd. We're calling on everyone everywhere to join us by completing their own bike and run. And we'll provide the school of your choice with health and fitness resources. With cool t-shirts and medals for all, you won't want to miss it. Register today at tryforschools.org. Try for Schools, bringing out the champion in every kid. Sponsored by Harbor Athletic Club and Midwest Family Marketing. 
Johnson Tractor asks you to close your eyes. Now, imagine the perfect flow of grain from the field to the bin. Imagine a single rotor that ensures both quality and productivity. And think about an advanced system that optimizes harvest settings on the go. But you don't have to imagine. With features like AFS Harvest Command and Axial Flow Combine from Case IH, and Johnson Tractor always delivers the perfect flow for your operation. Your new Case IH Combine is waiting for you at Johnson Tractor in Judah and Janesville. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All right, 548 now on a busy Thursday morning. We welcome in Zach Bauer from Rice Dairy Trading down in Chicago to give us a little bit more of a breakdown on the big news from yesterday's World Ag Supply Demand Report. Zach, it was an interesting trend. We all knew the numbers were going to be big. What I was surprised at is how the market reacted after they got the numbers. The phrase, sell the rumor, buy the facts, suddenly kicked in, didn't it? It sure did, Pam. Thanks for having me on this morning. Um, yeah, I mean, the report came in pretty much uh, near analyst expectations, which had been priced in, you know, the week prior as we saw, saw corn, you know, and beans continually trade lower over the last couple of weeks. The report came out. Um, you had, you know, yield for corn coming in just a little over trade averages um, at 181.8. Uh, beans coming in a little over the average at 53.3 for yield. So no big surprises there. Um, and ending stocks for corn actually came in slightly lower, so a little bit of a mixed bag there. Um, but beans came in uh, a decent bit higher at 610 million bushels, which if realized is going to be you know, our third largest crop on record just behind last year's of 615 and previous year of 909. So um, again, you had a very large report. Um, with big numbers showing, you know, we've got a good crop out there. We've had a great growing season, um, but nothing, nothing um, of too too much of a surprise. And then the kicker is, you know, there was that note that went in there that said, hey, this was based off of numbers um, from August 1st. So anything from the severe weather we saw this past week um, will be reported in future reports. So I think that's kind of where you got a little bit of a favorable outcome out of the out of the market. You were priced in, um, seeing these big yield numbers, these big ending stock numbers, and you got this kicker now of what what was the damage out there, you know? And and we've seen the pictures, we've talked to the guys out there. There's a lot of flat corn uh, in the fields, and and we're really not going to know those yield numbers until um, it comes con- combine season, right? Yeah. So that's that's where you're seeing a little bit of uh, the market perking up, um, and even in the overnight again, I see corns up another four cents and beans are up another seven and a half now. So it's going to be an interesting trade uh, till the next report comes out. So overall, no big surprises in that report, um, except for what's, what's going to happen with this weather that just went through. You know, the other thing that was, uh, I guess, good news, the export picture, not as bleak as one might have been led. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's the other big uh, piece of this is we've seen China in here buying um like crazy so we'll see if they can continue to you know keep up with their phase one deal um that that they said they were going to do and that that's really going to help these ending stocks out a lot especially when you're seeing you know ethanol demand falling off because of um people are traveling less um and 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 how cheap uh oil is right now so if we can continue to get this product out of the country that's going to really help the balance sheet come the end of the end of the growing season 
So yesterday, dairy was also a part of the World Ag Supply Demand Report. We don't talk about that often. I saw the milk price they're projecting for 2020 hasn't really changed. The bad news, 2021's projected price lower than this year's. Yeah, yeah. Um, so nobody, re- we don't really follow the WASDE report too closely in, in dairy. Um, but yeah, I mean, the matter of the fact is coming into next year, you're going to be looking at potentially more supply with uh, ever-growing yields coming from these cows, right? And you've also got a, a, a large cheese company uh, that's firing up a new plant in Michigan. Uh, about It'll be about a million pounds of milk a day come the end of this year. Um, and then when it's at full capacity and they've got it all, all the problems tuned out, uh, it'll be about 8 million pounds a day. So the matter of fact is we've got a lot of, a lot of cheese supply coming to the market come 2021 um, that we're going to have to find demand for. And as we've seen this year, demand can be very volatile. Um, the, the good news on the dairy front yesterday is we saw for the first time uh, cheese prices actually higher on the spot auction exchange. So it's been... Been a couple weeks since we've seen that, so hopefully uh, that volatile move lower. We've been able to clear some product out, be competitive with the rest of the world now that we're in the 150 range on cheese, um, and and we're seeing that support stepping into the spot auction with you know blocks being up two and a half cents yesterday to 160 half, trading four times, which is great to see. There's some demand there, and barrels even better. Uh, two cents higher to 146 half, trading 13 loads. So we're finally kind of starting to see some support step in right at the numbers we expected with uh, now that we're in line with the rest of the world. Uh, exports can come in here and pick up some of the demand that we've lost from resta- restaurants still struggling across the country. Right. Zach Bowers along with us. He's one of the staff members at Rice Dairy, downtown Chicago, with an eye on dairy. Hey, Zach, give us an update on where people can find you guys if they want to you know, kind of hone in on a management plan for their farm. Yeah, reach out, uh, Rice Dairy online. Uh, it's a great way to get in touch with us. We got all of our contact information on there. Give us a call. We'd love to talk. Good deal. Appreciate it, man. Have a good day. Hey, thank you, Pam. All right. Zach Bowers along with us, giving you the live commentary on what's going as far as not just the World Ag Supply Demand Report and its continued influence on the market this morning, but like he said, uh, we still have to kind of keep an eye on what's happening with the processing side of dairy, uh, not just here, but that Michigan plant. Obviously, a lot of Wisconsin dairy farmers watching that uh, because of their investment. So, uh, like he said, we're going to be processing a whole lot of cheese come 2021. Now the goal Make sure that we're keeping up uh, the demand for that product. Tomorrow, we are going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the livestock complex. Kurt Larson from the Equity Livestock Cooperative visited with me on what kinds of trends we're seeing when it comes to beef consumption and slaughter and pork consumption and slaughter. He's one of our guests. Coming your way tomorrow morning. Enjoy your Thursday. This is the Midwest.